Boom! Here, Here go, in the recording studio. In the recording studio, up against this wall. Yep. Tulum, Mexico. In the jungle. New Year's Eve, 2020. We're ready to do this thing. Totally. And we are outside, so it's likely there's gonna be dogs or cars or birds, and that's okay. This is just the universe giving you small hints to be even more and more present in what you're doing. With us, here and now. And uh, the last show we did was with Mosin. It was right before he left for Canada to be at home with his girlfriend and his family for Christmas. And uh, we stayed. We did. It was the first Christmas of my life, and I know yours too. Yeah. Weren't with our families. Uh, wasn't in the snow, wasn't no. in the minus 20 We were not degrees. in the snow, we were on the beach. We were on the beach. We were on the beach and the beach was bumping. The, yeah, it was. It People, absolutely was. It did not look like a pandemic in Mexico. No, I mean, because, yeah. <laughs> Smiles yeah. on everyone's faces, sun on everyone's skin, music yeah. bumping. Yeah. We had, um, it was pretty interesting. So we were on the beach, we were in the water, Jonathan and I, and our friend Mark and our other buddy, Amr. And we are all we are all in the water, and we're just hanging out. And actually, started it off by doing uh, we're we're all the four of us sitting around in in the water, standing around. And uh, I recited one of Mark's poems, and yeah. he said, "Can you give it to us?" Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it's something along the lines of, "They floated off into the ocean of possibility. Here, they could make decisions about the future. They decided not to." Floating along was enough to fill their souls to the brim. Beautiful. Yeah, and that that was that was a fun moment for us because we were all around, and then we just got super excited because <laughs> it was Christmas and started screaming, and screaming and splashing around, and and beating our chests. They're like, ah. they decided not to. They decided not to, yeah. and we decided to just be extremely, extremely totally present. present. And we were just screaming, freedom! It was great. People on the beach started screaming back to us. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and part of that is, with, with freedom, to, to pick something is a rejection of everything else. And understanding that the acceptance of the presence <laughs> and the rejection of the other things are something that arise mutually. Mm. And that if, they, if, they, if you haven't sacrificed the other things, then you haven't slayed the 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 opponent the final enemy bowser boss before you can actually be present because as long as those as long as the other things exist as a possibility then then uh you're not even being present yeah and that includes us right now being tested with the the background noise and trying to be present for this show you know even just getting to that beach for christmas was led up to just a bunch of fun and festivities uh christmas eve we were out dancing, salsa dancing oh, at a yeah, place yeah. called Karen's on Fifth Avenue. So we, we had this uh, rooftop Airbnb. Someone shut that truck off. <laughs> we had this rooftop Airbnb where everyone, or um, hostel where everyone was uh, pre-drinking and getting ready to go out. And then and Mark, the energy within the kind of hostel is kind of like the, this engine of this truck and the way that it just emanated and, and just drew, yeah. going through and really building. But then you could also argue really unnecessary too. <laughs> but so we we had a good time and it was super fun to watch you dance and uh, just like squeezed all the juice we could out of Christmas. So uh, Mosin missed you for that, buddy. But I know you're home, happy with your family, and uh, we wanted to just share on New Year's Eve a couple ideas about things we've taken away from this year, some things we've read, and then talk about our exciting plans 
some illusions we've created about where we're going in 2021 and then hopefully y'all will enjoy following us along on that path so anything you wanted to share from a from a new year's eve perspective rolling in setting intentions yeah well i mean all the the last couple of years for us has basically put us in a position to go for it this next year yeah. and we're just going to go travel the world and have experiences beyond our comprehension one of our uh, book we listened to earlier this year as we road tripped across canada was the alchemist mm. paulo coelho who a brazilian told coelho. me pronounced it correctly and in it it talked about when you make a decision you really don't essentially know what you're signing up for when you make a decision it's the smallest of ripples and you really have no idea where it's going to go you can probably think when you made a decision to go to university or college or accept your first time job one of those things where it led you the experiences that you had you could have never predicted when you made that decision and then if you look at it in hindsight 2020 hindsight's 2020 december 31st 2020 new year's eve <laughs> you realize that you really had no idea what you were signing up for when you made that decision and that when you now apply that to the now you don't even really know where it's gonna lead and then I think there's just an element of trust or trust or faith that you're gonna it'll take you where you need to go, but you're already here. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of meeting Mark Castell, mm. and just like one mm. handshake, Mark Castell, one person. Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there, buddy. Uh, he wants me to build context. Who that is? It reminds me of meeting Mark Castell. Uh, one handshake changed my whole life. It was one of the most pivotal pivotal uh, moments. I was just about to graduate from Georgian College. It was uh, April of 2016, two weeks away from graduating. And I showed up at this extracurricular event and it was basically like speed dating, but for mentorship. Mm -hmm. And it was like a bunch of different tables set up and you got 10 minutes with each person. And uh, I, I walked inside and one of the people I wanted to meet was the host of the event. His name was Chad Ballantyne. He owned the creative space. And I saw him talking and I'll always remember this tall, lanky dude that had these ripped jeans. And he was the first person that I ever like actually noticed for sure was wearing one of those chains that attached from his pants to his wallet. Yeah. He just really stood out. And I walked straight up to them and interrupted their conversation because I wanted to talk to Chad. Um, and then I, uh, I went to the, the tables and turned out that the guy that I interrupted, this tall dude, was actually one of the mentors and was sitting at the end. And I went through the event and I got closer and closer and then it ended and I didn't get to meet him. And I'm leaving now. I got what I needed. I was looking for business advice for how to start a public speaking business. And uh, I was stopped at the door by the same dude. His name is Mark Castell. Uh, he was the CEO of a company called Maintenance Assistant. And he said, hey, kid. I like your tenacity. Uh, any chance you're looking for a job? Any chance you want to work in sales? And so meeting Mark that day, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed that where it would amount to is wearing a, a bright green Under Armour <laughs> shirt sitting in, in Tulum, Mexico on December 31st up against with my best buddy in the uh, whole some sort of psychedelic world. mural with your yeah. best, best buddy. Yo, cheers. Do and Mark Castell is the, the founder of what was maintenance assistant and then rebranded as Fix and Jonathan worked there he then referred me I worked there as well as Mosin and a lot Mark, Mark who was there on on Christmas so the, Bluski, the, things, the things the things that uh, lead there and then yeah so Fix just got just got acquired this month 
for Yo, we did it. $272 million. We USD. did it. So, congratulations, Fix. Congratulations, Fix and Mark Castell. On the team. Yeah, we owe, we owe a lot. Seriously. We're literally sitting here in Mexico while most people we know are sitting at home wearing masks. Yep. No, but just staying at home, not being able to do anything. Because we we're, were lucky enough, we, sca we escaped lockdown, basically. Yeah. One of the things that I learned from from Fix and you know keep it brief um, and then move on to, to some of the points I had is is they really invested in their people yeah. and it reminds me of the quote where they say you know are you aren't you afraid that if you invest in your people they'll get really good and then they'll leave and then to which you reply what if we don't invest in our people and they stay yeah and I just had that experience where like every year I was given more opportunity every year they were investing more in me every year I felt like I was growing and there's no way that I would feel confident in doing what we're doing now personally anyway yeah. if it wasn't for all the opportunity um, and all of the the leadership that I gained from working there and all the resilience I gained from working there so huge shout out yeah what, a, what an absolute pleasure yeah. yeah shout out Dan Shaw yeah well done shout out the whole team what a James Novak Whole, whole team what a great what a great great time yeah and that's that's exactly to your point which is when you when you when a door is open for you and you step through it there is no telling where it's going to take you yeah. but having faith is knowing that um you know if you match your skill set with the opportunity then beautiful things will happen absolutely so what if what's uh, one of the top lessons that you that you garnered this year circa 2020 it's one of the things i wanted to share cool um Ian's read James Allen, Think and Grow, oh, sorry, it's um, As a Man Thinketh. We've referred to it on the podcast before. Uh, and there's two paragraphs that relate really well to an idea that I've heard before from Jim Rohn, which is the law of sowing and reaping. Do you remember? I think I actually even heard this from him. Oh, yeah? I think, I think at some point Jim, Jim Rohn says mentioned as Allen, I think, I yeah, think, James Allen? I think he mentioned it at some point. Anyway. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it's a beautiful analogy for how the mind is like a garden. And um, I know Ian's read this so much because he it shows up in his speech. Whereas an example, uh, you know, just to give you a very small example, um, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette, and, and uh, Gabriel will say something along the lines of, "Oh, the weeds are the weeds are sprouting in the garden." Yeah. And that basically the analogy is like, um, when you plant good seeds, like all the seeds of things you want like uh, success in your career, success in your relationship, success with your fitness, you need to be very intentional and work hard and be diligent and water it and make sure it gets the right amount of sun. But when it comes to weeds or things that you don't necessarily want, like addictions and bad habits, they tend to need no prompting or no, no They effort. arise on their own. They arise on their, their own accord. And so I, I wanted to share uh, this this piece because it reminds me of Jim Rohn's law of sowing and reaping that I love so much and that made such a big impact on my life early on um, and it says a man's mind may be linked to a garden which may be intelligently cultivated or allowed to run wild but whether cultivated or neglected it must and will bring forth if no useful seeds are put into it then in abundance of useless weed seeds will fall therein and will continue to produce their kind. And here's one more section. Just as a gardener cultivates his plot, keeping it free from weeds and growing the flowers and fruits which he requires, so may a man tend the garden of his mind, weeding out all the wrong, useless, and impure thoughts, 
and cultivating towards perfection the flowers and fruit of right, useful, and pure thoughts. By pursuing this process, a man sooner or later discovers that he is the master gardener of his soul, the director of his life. He also reveals within himself the laws of thought and understands with an ever-increasing accuracy how the thought forces and mind elements operate in the shaping of his character, circumstances, and destiny. Mm -hmm. That's heat. That's heat, man. Yeah, that's heat. And what do you consider pure thoughts? It, it just reminds me of like um, something you share with me often, which is like it's very easy to feel like I'm in abundance, like with money or with relationships or with happiness when you have abundance. Yeah. And uh, and so in in the same way, where oftentimes we're waiting. And just to confirm, there um, the. It's easy to be in the mindset of abundance mm. when you have the external markers sure. of your abundance. It's that one there. It's it's when you have all the money that you need to do what you want to do, then it's easy to feel financially abundant. Sure. When you have lots of friends, That's it's easy to feel there. abundant in friends. But what you're getting at is when those external markers aren't so readily apparent, then it's a, a little bit more um, trying or testing to to maintain that same vigor. Of, of abundance of a mindset yeah it really tests your faith yeah yeah it tests your faith and um, and then it and then it and then it reminds me that it's like a push-pull you know sometimes the external factors will be there to make it easier for you to get into that headspace of abundance but oftentimes they're not there um, and starting with gratitude when you talk about what are pure thoughts to you for me it's it, you know it, it seems like starting with gratitude you know, I woke up this morning and I did 15 minutes of meditation. I read the, the fifth day of As a Man Thinketh Morning uh, journal and I was just flooded with, uh, flooded with gratitude for you and I was flooded with gratitude for, for my parents and I was flooded with gratitude for Fix uh, giving us opportunity to do stuff like this and for Mexico for being open and uh, starting there, that type of pure thought, I think the fruits of um, you know that continuing to show up in your life are just inevitable if that's the the place you start from if that's the roots that you plant the yeah. seeds that you plant yeah it, it just reminds you there's a quote that says when you change the way you look at the world the world you look at changes and the at the end of the day you can get lucky and have external things and this comes right back to Jim Rohn and you can get lucky and have external things give you a jump financially friends opportunities but if you don't match it internally with through your mindset and your being. your attitude and your and growing and being then it'll come back to where you are internally so if you want to have not even worry and have lasting and sustainable external resources friends family relationships financially then you need to prioritize the the internal abundance mindset it's very easy as i said when things are external um, going well to feel good internally go like you're going well but inevitably when external things change um, are, are you uh, I don't know where I was exactly yeah it, it, the thing the, the thought that I have right now as as you let it just marinate a little for a second yeah. is um, even people that from my perspective their teachings and their philosophy weren't very spiritual they still had a, a spiritual undertone. Like as an example, Jim Rohn, he would always talk about, don't ask how much you're getting paid here. Yeah. 
he would say, who are you becoming here? Right. Yeah. So we, we've been talking about these external factors and looking for them and using that as a tool to then reinforce the feeling. But if you go inside first, if you go into who am I becoming here first, yeah. then those other things show up. Yeah, it's just if you want more, then you have to become more. Yeah. And that's the challenge. And th that's the challenge. <laughs> because when things go well externally, if you don't grow out where that is, it will come back to you because you haven't, you, you know, you got lucky. But then you're going to live in this constant insecurity that you're not going to be able to maintain it because within you, you know that you you know, fully didn't earn it or I'm not continuing to do the things that would get you there on a, in a sustainable basis. So I think, yeah, the, the focus needs to be um, on the internal things and being the kind of person that uh, attracts, attracts things from the external world. And just as we you know, talked about before, when you don't have your happiness married, married to the external things, it becomes easier to be successful with the external things because there's typically an inverse relationship between how needy or desperate you are for something to occur from a dependency on the outcome and then how successful you are to do it because you're you, you often what happens is we get paralyzed into fear uh, paralyzed into inaction because mm -hmm. we're so concerned about fear because we have this external thing that's going well and it's alive right now but we feel as though it's, it's with every with every beat of the heart of that external living exter uh, thing that it could be one beat closer to it dying and then when it goes away whether that friend or that relationship or that money goes away then your sense of self-worth and happiness will go away with it so it's about trying to do your best to cultivate creating an absolutely rock solid internal so that no matter what happens external, uh, externally, because yes, external things are gonna happen that are not gonna be good and not what you want them to have. So that when those do happen, you can sustain the, the mindset it takes to, to get through it and then attract new external things into your consciousness or awareness, life experience, whatever. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, something that reminds me of there's a chapter on serenity in a, As a Man Thinketh. In the first line, it says, calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, that, cultivating that calmness of mind. Yeah. yeah. And then you really, you've really proved that. It's funny how um, like kind of the clothes you wear can personify uh, and, and say things about who you are. Um, you know, if you, if you add that meaning to it as an example, because like, uh, there was a time in my life where I, like, I wore like uh, a dress shirt and a tie to school, and like that was like the the per the persona that I was on. That was the personality I was on. And now, you know, like, you know, as Gabriel said, I'm just wearing like you know athletic clothing, and I've got my uh, psychedelic uh, bandana on. And uh, one of the, the reasons I brought it up is because when we got broken into a couple weeks ago in uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Uh, the man came into the house and he stole Ian's laptop, Ian's phone, Ian's wallet with a thousand pesos, and also stole Ian's pashmina. Yeah. And uh, we were just joking yesterday because I, I, I got Ian a new pashmina. It's like a blue one. 
um, and how like the color and the pattern is like way more representative oh, yeah, of uh, who, more you, tranquil, who you've become like as a man. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I really have noticed that is, you know, even just this trip alone, um, BC road trip this summer in 2020 across to BC, I really noticed um, a no problem attitude developing inside of you. Yeah. And it just continues to flourish, continues to get stronger. So, yeah. you know, I think the the pashmina you're, you're wearing right now is a real good yeah, man, representation we're going, we're going of no the, problem. We're going through the tests. I mean, the trials, the trials. Mark Manson, who's the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I read his blog post from newsletter last week and it talked about how he spent the most of his 20s traveling in 50 plus countries doing, and the doing, doing the thing and he said he, he uh, compared it to altitude training Oh, cool. Um, in the sense that really high endurance athletes will go train in high altitudes where it's harder to bring in oxygen Sweden or whatever yeah. the whole point is to practice make practice harder that you than when you play so yep. when the game comes then from a cardiovascular standpoint it's easy and um, so he equated that when he traveled around and did all these things and have problems come up all the time, you're practicing that no problem attitude and, and, and problem solving so that when you, when he, he said when he would come home for a couple of weeks at a time to visit family, he said it was just things that would usually derail him would just brush off his shoulder. And the tie that, tie that all back to this New Year's Eve show is what he, the reason why he wrote about it in his in his post was um, a, a kind of a bright side, a silver lining for 2020, and that because 2020 was so difficult for so many people and it was so different and there were so many uh, novel challenges that it, it raised our ability to, to handle problems and difficulties Big so time. that when they continue, um, or you know there's going to continue to be problems in our lives and throughout the next years but if we look at it through the right lens we can actually have really gathered a lot of strength and, and experience and wisdom from 2020. I couldn't agree more and it, it, it totally goes back to what you were saying earlier which is if you change the way you look at the world the, the way the, the world, world, world that you look at changes changes yeah. right and so you know Jim Rohn always said that you know, it's not about the wind, it's about how you set your sail. And he's referring to an analogy of, um, you know, we talked about it on the show before, the wind of life, opportunity mixed with difficulty. It's going to happen to everybody. Yeah, yeah. 2020 <laughs> happened to everybody. It, it, just, it just reminds me is that what I'm going to say now is from Jim Rohn. I think he's back in the 80s. And he's well known as a great, uh, great Order. speaker, business philosopher, intellectual and he said uh, he was in this board meeting with all these executives, <laughs> <laughs> with these executives, and he's and, and they all come like, hey Jim, hey Jim, um, we want we want to know how this uh, ne next year is going to be and how, how this next phase he's of life like, oh, is going to well, be. I know. And he's like, well, well, gentlemen, let me tell you, I do know, and uh, let me tell you, this year, and we can apply this to 2021, is going to be about like it's always been. <laughs> it's going to be difficulty mixed with opportunity or opportunity mixed with difficulty and uh I'll, you know that's maybe the not wind the, of life maybe yeah. not what you want to hear yeah. but uh it's gonna be opportunity mixed with difficulty and difficulty mixed with opportunity and, and, and um, people trying to you know look on the bright side and find the kernels of wisdom and the gems yeah. and um, the silver lining and, and, and even, doing their even, best through it yeah and just from a lens just even turning those around, you can have a totally different perspective on life in terms of 
the way the world that you look at, when you change the way you look at the world, the world you look at changes, based on just turning around that previous sentence. Do you look at life as difficulty mixed with opportunity, or do you look at it with opportunity mixed with difficulty? Now, obviously the answer is that they're mutually arising and they come together, but you can decide if you so choose to look at it in a way that serves you and favors you, as opposed to makes you seem like feel like a like a victim that is imposed upon and has to deal with things that really shouldn't be there at all that is uh, by far the the biggest lesson that i took away from this year is because there was no way to predict what was going to happen there was no way to know where we were going to end up but there was one thing that i could count on and that i could control and the one thing that is in my control is the way that i decide to look at the world yeah like after i i after I opened my eyes from the meditation this morning, feeling gratitude, every person I looked at, I felt like they had a, like a smile on, like, I mean, maybe it's because it's just New Year's Eve, but I've had that experience before where when I do the meditation first thing and I experience the gratitude first, just the way the world looks yeah. is more positive and more pure. And, and, uh, and, I, and I, I took that away from this year is that I get to choose the way that I look at it all. For sure. And yeah, I mean, just to apply that, yesterday we came in late at night from Playa del Carmen here to Tulum, and we had originally planned to meet for the bus at four, and then the bus wasn't until 6.30, and then we missed the 6.30, and then we didn't get on, we didn't, the bus didn't leave the station until like 10 p.m. Yeah, and 10, we got 15, something 10, 15, something like that. We got, we got, we got out of our hostel around, midnight. around midnight, and I mean, maybe we shouldn't have had so much privacy, high expectations for hostels, and the, the hostel looks cool, and there's cool art, art, and people seem nice, but there is no yeah. privacy at this yeah, hostel. logistically. Logistically, you know, just there's like, just zero privacy. There's eight, so there's eight people in a room, and then the door is open to essentially a, like a, a, like a roo- another section of eight, but also a rooftop, a rooftop where people are on, and then, playing, people are drinking. And then there's the, the washrooms and the showers that are just solo units. And then the actual place where you wash your hands are just public space where people <laughs> are just like walking around. Yeah. So you're brushing your teeth and people are just like around. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a good, good, uh, good test to put it all in because I mean, I, I was listening to, because you gotta be careful what you wish for too. You might just manifest the, the, and you got to be very, careful who you listen to. Very careful who you listen to. So I was listening to Kanye West, and uh, he's uh, talking about how he he said he asked God to to give him faith, and then he took his mom, <laughs> and he said so he gave him the most painful thing he could have ever fathomed or imagined. So. Yeah, I think in general we gotta be careful what careful what we we manifest. I mean, I got let off the hook in in comparison. I lost my laptop and my my phone and some cash after um, you know talking in the the last podcast, Jonathan and I just about prioritizing the internal over the external and that nothing external can shake you. And then like within 36 hours Earthquake. or whatever, just took all my shit. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. It's really no problem. No problem. So, yeah, I think the the next step is the next step. That's pretty right? astute, right? The next step is the next step. 2021 is going to be the most legendary year of our entire lives. 
It'll be what it'll be, and it won't be what it won't be, okay? That's exactly what it's going to look like. <laughs> and uh, the way I'm looking at it, it's going to be the most legendary year of yeah. my life. Um, just a ton of travel plans, and even just in the first 30 days, uh, a lot of cool opportunities. Um, we're going to be exiting Mexico. Yep. We're going to be leaving Mexico. going to arrive into Costa Rica. Good old Costa Rica. And we're going to be there. Back. A couple weeks before our other friend and presumably his friend group are going to be meeting us there in, in Costa Rica as well. And then your dad's going to come down? Yep. Enrolling my dad. For whatever reason, they weren't open-minded about Mexico, but Costa Rica seems like a great place for them. So <laughs> my dad's going to come down to Costa Rica and uh, he's going to visit us for a couple weeks. So super excited about that. I've been there before and I've only stayed on the east and southern coast. And uh, we're going to go Pacific, man. Jeez. We're do Tamarindo and Santa Teresa. Practice the old Spanish out there. Yeah. And then uh, we'll see where see where it takes us from there. I think either Ecuador or Peru will probably be the next step. Yeah. Peru so, would be insane. A lot of lot of adventure, a lot mm. of excitement. Many many a thing to many a thing to come very soon. And just in the next even uh, the next twelve hours alone, we have a plan to do a just a house party with friends here in Tulum, and then we're gonna make our way to the beach. Yeah, and have a sunrise. Sunrise. Sunrise set of life <laughs> we're gonna yeah we're gonna watch sun we're gonna watch the sun rise on 2021 and um see how it goes might make it a tradition. yeah well, pardon said so who knows how it goes and might make it a tradition yeah maybe make it a tradition i think there's something i i think doing like uh being aware of the 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 sun the sunset on the year and then the sunrise and it really is, if you just isolate it on a day, it's no different, but it's the meaning that you imbue in it. There's a lot of people that you can probably relate to that I'm not going to do anything for New Year's. It's just, uh, it's just like, it doesn't mean anything. It's a day just like anything else. And it's like, yeah, what, what you're going to like have some drinks or do, get high with your friends. Like, it's a good reason. It's a, it's a good reason. It's a good to, illusion to, it's a good to get illusion together to with the amigos yeah. and to party and celebrate. Like yeah. you were saying, it's like a rite of passage yeah. to celebrate. Celebrate because then when you're in the thick of uh, the negativity, then you can actually have something that you know that you that it's working towards as opposed to just being, oh, done, on to yeah. the next. Yeah. There's a ceremonial aspect to it. Yeah, you're not forever crawling through <clears throat> mud. You can see some dry yeah. ground on the horizon. <clears throat> Which, Which is, is tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think because as our, in general, we've become less, um, like throughout history, there's been just so many tribes that had, that worshipped certain animals and did different ceremonies and rituals. And because as we've become more intelligent and we figure out a bit more about how the world works and maybe we don't believe that the, you know, the panther in the jungle is, is your Lord and savior, you know, although Harambe is, but, um, I think there's an element of throwing the baby out with the bathwater and that within our human DNA and biology of this life, there's some sort of benefit to be had to having, ceremonial practices and, and, and rituals, even if it doesn't have the same um, magical objective truth beliefs that they might have had in, in, in past civilizations. But I think there's definitely, uh, in terms of green space or low-hanging fruit, 
um, in, in terms of things that would just jive with our DNA that are have become very uncommon practice that if they did become more common practice again I think a lot of people would see a lot of benefit out of doing ceremonies and rituals and those kind of things even from a secular perspective yeah I'm I'm on board with most things that create community yeah and uh, bringing people together as you were saying yeah. for ceremony and for ritual it makes a lot of sense to me yeah I'm um, like as an example like I really I really do feel like there was a clear um, before my men's weekend and after my men's weekend in terms of a ceremony that I took place in um, you know it's just a weekend seminar where I, you know I feel like I was indoctrinated into masculinity in a way or, <laughs> or into manhood um, and, and uh, that was super empowering and I look at the world differently as a result of going there um, and uh, I think, yeah, there's definitely more room for, for people creating their own version of that. It doesn't have to be that. It could be whatever they're into. Yeah, true. Um, Ready to party? What? Ready to party? Ready to party. <laughs> okay. Yeah, be careful. Be bad. Uh, might come out trying to compliment and end up slandering the men's weekend. It got indoctrinated into masculinity. <laughs> that didn't, didn't sound negative to me at all. No, no. I know. No, I, I guess it just comes around a connotation with certain words. I think the average indoctrinated all I've I've almost I I know what you mean well for me the the context the way that I look at it is uh, before being a boy and now being a man yeah yeah. uh, the the way that I decide on on those two is you know not taking responsibility for everything that happens to me and taking responsibility for everything that happens to me so you know I guess it's possible that people may be listening to this with baggage of what masculinity is, or not what, masculinity, or what indoctrinate that, that specific yeah, word. But yeah, yeah. yeah you no, know, I'm just thinking out loud. You know, it was I'm not a, saying like yeah, fuck you. No, it was a. Um, I guess a, a better word would be just a, uh, a rite of passage. Yeah, rite of you know, passage. Coming of age. A coming of age. Coming of age. And uh, uh, it really was that year. 2018 yeah. was 2018. Special, man. That was a coming of age year. Special. And then 2019 was a fucking. The beginning of real, uh, probably some sort of spiritual growth or consciousness type stuff, as well as just partying. And that <laughs> a lot of partying in 2019. You know? and yeah, then, we really needed that before I, all of the yeah, everything man. got canceled. In I would say, man, 2020 was just. I'd say, for me specifically, it was a very like spiritual convalescence, dude. Unpack spiritual, spiritual convalescence. convalescence. So just in case anyone's wondering. Yeah, just if anyone was wondering. Like, I know it's not it was just deal, because, like, just I mean, we, we got out, like, we both got, I mean, it's funny how our lives have just totally matched up. We had we were in the same position at the same company, got let go on the same day and the same hour. And then we, as roommates. Best we, thing that ever happened. We, <laughs> best thing that ever happened. And we basically had a whole bunch of time because we, it wouldn't make sense to go, we knew we were gonna go on this uh, trip on the most reasonable time frame as possible. We obviously ended up planning, uh, settling on November, uh, November. but we, we did, wouldn't have made sense, nor did we necessarily want to go start a company and be like, oh, I'm so excited about this company and then say bye in six months. They don't think that's a good look and didn't need to and didn't necessarily want to. So we just, we had a very, I mean, in terms of wrapping up 2020, a very interesting year where we basically had um, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, eight months essentially where we weren't working. <laughs> and, uh, and you're just basically doing what we want. I mean, within that we did a month trip out West. Yeah. But then otherwise, I just, with the yeah, it was just, a, and what I mean by spiritual convalescence, a convalescence is a period of time 
in which you recover from sort of sick, some sort of sickness or illness. And the way I'm using it contextually is we live in this narrative and it's not necessarily, it's not good or bad and it's good and it's bad, but one of the downsides is part of the narrative that we live in the West is, you know, you, you, you go to school, you get a job, you work for 40 years and you have a family and then that's pretty it, uh, pretty much it. And then maybe at some point you do a year or something like we're doing now of traveling, but very, and, but it, it, keep in mind with everything I just said, you're always doing something. You're actively in the process of like, like accept, like massive action, <laughs> massive action that, oh, and obligation as well. Yeah. I don't know about massive action being that common, not, but. not maybe not massive action, but massive busyness no no likely, no yeah. real law this is what i mean appropriate word. no extended period of of non-obligation because even if you're traveling you have obligation to kind of you know do things and a lot of times people travel they're traveling fast and they're going city to city for hostel for a night or two at a time and it's just this frantic pace where we had our apartment in toronto and we basically and because because we had um, decided to live so frugally and we're paying such a small price um, while not having a formal income, it didn't not make sense to stay there. Whereas if we were paying $2,000 a month, yeah, we probably would have gone back, back and that's just something. eating up all this cash, but it wasn't a problem because it was so in inexpensive. So we're just kind of, I know you had a little bit more regimented schedule in terms of waking up and doing those um, those type of disciplines and yeah, it jives with you. But for me, I was pretty much just, you know, waking up when I woke up, reading what I wanted to read, spending time with the people, obviously COVID depending of, you know, who I wanted to spend time with and um, just being outside of the mind, not waking up and um, thinking, how am I going to make money now? Um, what am I going to do? And actually just wake up where the days become obsolete whereas you can kind of get the, the average person can pretty much relate it's monday like, fuck it's monday i gotta do this tuesday okay another day wednesday it's hump day thursday it's almost there we're almost done friday let's get through where it's friday finally i got saturday and you wake up on sunday like, no it's sunday and that is that is the reality of the vast majority of the human population for most much of their lives mm -hmm. for most of their lives and it was very interesting to just get out of that mindset for a bit and like reset reset and then ha be able to now we can build it and actually build and create and design the life that we want yeah. as opposed to continuing the inertia of the one that was set forth for us yeah yeah Jim Rohn always talked about are you designing your life or are you letting other people design it for you because their plans for you are pretty small? Yeah, he's so. like, he's like if, if, you don't, if you don't make a, your own plan for your life, you will fit into someone life. else's plan for their life. You know what they, they have planned plan. for you? Not, Not much. much. Yeah. Not, other people don't have much planned for you. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and let, let, let's cap this off with, sure. uh, because Mohor just called me, so sure. uh, our buddy Mohor, who uh, was on our men's team, is in around the area in Tulum right now. Um, was I knew I would gain a lot from being in Mexico, being abroad and seeing how other people live. But I think what I've 
taken most away is from expat communities or from people that are in other countries that are visiting here for a month or two at a time because I have heard just like dozens and dozens and dozens of different stories of how people lived and then ended up here yeah and it just it just opened my mind so much to I can really do anything. You can that do I anything, and do. you can live anywhere. And, anything, that and I you want don't to do. have to be a full-on, full-fledged local now. Like there's actually, you can just live anywhere, really. Like just this morning, and I've had dozens of conversations that went along the lines of something like this. Um, I met a guy who's 40 years old. He's working at the hostel, and he stays at a hostel for a week and works there for free. Uh, he just he works and, he works and gets free, uh, free room and board, and he's been riding his motorcycle across the country. He said his dad passed away, so he decided to buy a motorcycle, and he's riding his motorcycle around Mexico. He's 40 years old. You can literally do anything you, you want at yes. any point in your life. Yes, and then the, the other hostel um, the, that we were at yesterday, there's just like a group of people that basically work at the hostel, and they basically just work for their room and board, and then they just hang out with their friends on a rooftop in the nice weather and smoke weed and shoot the shit and hang out. And is that going to be everyone's cup of tea of how they want to live their life? No. But in my opinion, there's a lot of people that would be happier doing that than what they're doing. And it's not between smoking weed on a hostel roof and working for room and board or doing what you're doing, but just opening up the, the horizons of what's possible and how much is possible, a lot. And you can fucking go find out. Yeah, and it's like, it reminds me of what, you, what we've talked about before. It's like life doesn't happen in black and white, it happens in the gray. Yeah. Right? Some people, like as an example, I got a message saying like, how can you spend two years traveling without working? And I said, well, first of all, um, you don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's not this or nothing. I saved money and that just happened to be the amount of time that I wanted to spend. And you know, who knows? Maybe it goes longer, maybe it goes less. That's yeah. not the important part. The important part is like, what do you want? And like, you know, what's reasonable? You want to do one month, two months? You want to do two weeks? It's just like, whatever is going to get you into action, off the couch, and excited about being alive and to being here, I think that's the important part. Oh, sure. It's like everyone that bought a ticket to come be with us in Mexico ended up canceling or extending their stay yeah. because they were enjoying themselves so much. So just, you know, whatever the whatever pulling the trigger looks like for you, pull it. Pull the trigger, dude. Not on a gun. No. no. Ready to party? Let's party, dude. All right, All right, signing off. New Year's Eve. 2020, baby. Thanks for being here with us. Excited to share this moment with you, and we will see you when we see you.